Welcome to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. In this program, Marty discusses waterfowl and upland bird hunting, as well as the clay target shooting sports, with some of the top industry leaders and shooting pros from around the world. If you're just starting out or you've been hunting and shooting for years, we'll have wing and clay target news and information that you can use. Now, here is your host, Marty Fisher. And welcome to another what I am confident is going to be a great show on Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. You know, hey, I am excited because I live in southeast Georgia, and this morning I woke up, and and it was about, oh, I don't know, 61, 62 degrees. I couldn't see my breath quite yet, but boy, do I feel so much better because, uh, you know, I anxiously wait as many of us who love to bird hunt and and uh, just hunting in general, uh, kind of wait for those cool days to show up. And you know, I didn't know if uh, I didn't know if that was going to happen this year. It's been awfully, awfully hot. Uh, you know, here all well, really all across the country. It uh, it seems like, and uh, <clears throat> we um, we're very blessed that we're going to have a few days of of, uh, of cool weather, and then it's going to warm up again. But uh, hopefully, that's that's going to break everything. But you know, I want to get the show started. We've um, We've really got a, uh, a a great, great, great guest today. Uh, young man that I met many years ago. In fact, when he was a he was just a teenager. Corey Cruz uh, is going to be my guest. Now, Corey is uh, uh, he's a shooter from over in Texas. Uh, he's a family man. He's uh, uh, has a full time job. I mean, this is a guy who's a pro shooter who lives a regular life like everybody else. And I can promise you that's tough to do. And Corey and I will talk about that a little bit here in a few minutes. Uh, but he he was um, <clears throat> uh, a guy that stepped up. And uh, when 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 things fell right, they fell right. He, uh, he actually won the World English Sporting Clays Championship this year up in Illinois. Uh, with uh, with shooters from all over the world, and um, and I can promise you it was tough, and we're going to talk about that a little bit too. But uh, but before I bring Corey on board, obviously we um, we want to do a little bit of uh, of updates on what's going on in the wing and clay news around the country. But I do want to say this before we even get into that. Uh, my first segment today is brought to you by my good friends over at the Crushable Vault, and you know I I, I got some information today from. Uh, uh, you know, a friend Scott Hitch, whose uh, son Todd is uh, is a, is a just a remarkable young shot. Uh, uh, you know, finished you know well up in the top in that world English too. But uh, uh, he sent me a, a a note that that said that, that I know that this year alone, more than 600 guns have been stolen out of vehicles in Nashville, Tennessee. That just in Nashville. Now, can you imagine how many more? Are being stolen in other locations around the country. This is freaky. This is scary. Well, fortunately, the crushable vault is a product that's going to put your mind at ease from the thought of having your gun stolen from your vehicle. Crushable vault really looks like a piece of luggage, but make no mistake, it's a lot more than that. Their patented products feature a cable locking system that just totally secures your firearms by connecting them to secure points in the bed of your truck or in your SUV or in your car. Uh, the Crushable Vault products are 100% American-made, come in 18-ounce waxed cotton duck or ballistic nylon materials. I want you to check them out and have your freedom secured at crushablevault.com. Go there, see something you like. Just type Marty in the promo code box that's there at checkout, and you'll get an instant 10% off of your purchase. Check them out, guys. CrushableVault.com. I promise you they will uh, they will put your mind at ease when traveling with uh, with your firearms. So, Wing and Clay News, what's going on? Uh, well, I got uh, got a little bit of information across my desk. A whole bunch of people that are, or magazine folks, uh, you know, kind of like I am. I write for a bunch of different uh, outdoor publications. Um, I didn't get the invite to go on this trip, but that's okay. Um, a lot of my friends did. Uh, Beretta has a new competition shotgun coming out. It's called the 694. Uh, you know, their last intro was a 692. This is a 694, and what they did is they, they took the the Beretta shooting team and and uh, tried to match up some of the fine points that that each and every one of those shooters thought that a gun should have, and they they you know come up with this new gun. 
694. It's going to be priced at about $4,500 MSRP. Um, it's going to be a 12-gauge gun for clays, 30, 32-inch barrels. It comes with or without the what they call B-Fast stock, which is an adjustable stock system that allows you to, to make some changes to, to, for fit. But uh, that gun... Uh, at first, I hear is going to be introduced into Europe and then uh, and then here in the state. So keep your eyes open. Uh, the Beretta 694 should be coming out in the not too distant future. Uh, a couple of things that are going on uh, around the country, uh, and, and Corey and I are going to talk about this when we when we bring him on uh, the National Sporting Clays Championship coming up in October. You know they uh, they just posted they've got over three hundred thousand dollars in prizes this year, including a bunch of guns from Browning and Blosser, and now they've got seventeen hundred entrants already. Once they get to two thousand, they're going to start drawing guns to give away from from that 2000 number so uh they're going to draw 20 guns when that happens uh national should be just an absolute blast this year a uh, uh, good chance i'm going to be there and uh, broadcasting this show live from uh, from san antonio in, in late october looking forward to it uh also southeastern regionals coming up early october a couple of couple of weeks away uh, at the Backwoods Quail Club by Rick Hemingway's place up in uh, outside of Georgetown, South Carolina. And that's going to be a great shoot, I promise you. Um, and in the world of skeet, uh, Michael Schmidt. Boy, Michael Schmidt has been around a long, long, long time. Well, Michael uh, shot a 398 out of 400. Uh, you know, uh, another gentleman, Scott Armstrong, tied him. They had a shoot off, and uh, Michael won. Uh, to win the U.S. Open Skeet Championship in uh, Rochester Brooks uh, Gun Club in Rush, New York, uh, what a uh, what a great thrill that had to be for Michael to win that U.S. Open. Uh, one other thing, uh, October nine to thirteen, um, Bass Pro Shops uh, they've got a, a shooting club that uh, out in uh, Branson, Missouri. Uh, the Brass Bass Pro Shop Shooting Academy is going to host. The inaugural Eastern Continental Shoot um, for Ducks Unlimited at that facility in Branson. So, um, you know, it looks like it's going to be a, uh, a great, great, great event. And uh, you can go to uh, the Ducks Unlimited website and get information on that shoot. Uh, it's going to be um, sporting clays, super sporting. They're going to have all kinds of stuff. But uh, it's a beautiful facility out there in a beautiful time of the year. So that is about all I've got for the Wing and Clay News, and I want to uh, go ahead and uh, and and bring Corey on board. Uh, I mean, as I say, I'm, I've known Corey a long, long time. I, re- I remember him, you know, back when he was a teenager, just an up-and-coming kid uh, who was a remarkable talent. You know, he started shooting clays when he was 11 years old, and I'm going to let him tell this story because uh, his father, David Reeves, you know, was a, was a little tougher on him than most fathers might be. Corey actually lives over where they've got a, a devil of a storm going on over there, uh, you know, in, in southeast Texas. And, uh, you know, we've, we've kind of been on it off and on here, you know, trying to get him on board. But, uh, you know, I, I did some research on him and he, and he, and he started talking about his, his, his father. Uh, he wanted him to be a great skeet shooter and a great trap shooter before he even wanted him to shoot sporting clays. Now, that's almost crazy, but, you know, I guess it uh, I, I guess it certainly makes some sense. That's really what he did, and he's done it. He believed it. His dad said, before you go on a clay course, I want you to shoot 100 straight in trap and skeet. So let's, uh, let's see. Is Corey on board? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Hey, buddy, I'm glad to have you. I, I was I was going over that little story I saw on your website about about your dad, David Reeves, who who said, "Hey, I want you to be a good trap and skeet shooter before you even jump into sporting clays." And uh, uh, you know, did did he ever tell you why he wanted you to do that? Oh well, no, he never. He yeah, that was always the mystery. I, I had to figure that out later in life. But uh, no, he, it, it was a uh, he's a good he's a, he's the best dad I could have ever dreamed uh, better than that but uh now i thought it was pretty funny you know because uh i thought it was torture growing up like come on please dad come on, can, can i please can i please <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh he's like yeah well you need to 
you know, you don't, you need to, you need to be able to shoot a hundred straight trap and a hundred straight skeet before you can, you know, handle yourself out on this stuff. So, um, I went ahead and had to go check those boxes first. And then, you know, from there, then, uh, you know, I wasn't his, uh, his range boy anymore, his range bag carrier. I actually got to go out and shoot a little bit. Well, I, you know, I remember when, when you know, I first I, I guess I could say you, I, you I watched a lot of targets before I ever got to shoot at them. Sure. Yeah, I mean, when I first met you, you were just a little young guy. And uh, and, and at that time, uh, you were past that particular point, and you'd kind of been put under the tutelage of, of my good friend Dan Carlisle and and, uh, and, and the people that, that are listening to this show that are clay shooters all know who Dan is. I mean, you know, the guy's, the guy's legendary. I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's really uh, worked with and taught and molded a bunch of really, really, really good shooters. So, uh, talk about that a little bit because you had to, you had to go from, uh, you know, that that hundred straight in trap and skeet, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you you've got a passion. Your your dad sees you've got the passion, so it, it's okay. Now let's let's really see if we can turn you into a shooter. So, talk a little bit about your time with uh, with Dan and the formative years of of, of where he took you. Okay, well, yeah, so uh, so my dad and Dan actually kind of grew up together. My dad's a, a little older than Dan is, but um, Dan used to shoot out at a uh, trap and skeet range that, uh, that my dad had owned. So uh, my dad knew very much about him, and uh, they, were, they were, you know, wonderful friends. So once I got to, to be, I guess, at a level where my dad couldn't really, uh, you know, he – I don't really know how to say this, like you, but I mean it with a utmost respect. My my dad kind of coached me up to as good as he knew that he could have, mm-hmm. and then at that point he's like, "Okay, now you're ready to go on with Dan." And so uh, he sent me up there. At the time, Dan was uh, was uh, his home base was at a club up in Pennsylvania, uh, Water and Wings, I believe, might have been the range of it or, or the name of the range. And so anyway, went up and uh, it was pretty neat because I would. I would spend the first two hours of the morning, I guess it was either, you know, seven to nine or so at, uh, at the range there with Dan, I'd get lessons and the rest of the rest of the day, I would uh, be loading machines or picking up holes to uh, pay for my target bill the rest of the day. So it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, that is actually and really so cool. From, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that was kind of where it all started. My dad coached me up to as good as he could get me and sent me on to Dan and, uh, Dan worked with me in the mornings. I'd work the rest of the day to kind of pay my tab. And, uh, from there, it just kind of snowballed into to what it is today. Well, now, now Dan is, a, <clears throat> is, is many people know Dan is, is, is pretty much a dyed in the wool pull away type guy. Uh, you know, was that something that was natural to you, Corey? Is, I mean, is that how you, you shot or did that have to be developed? <laughs> oh, no. No, I mean, you know, at that age, I was doing anything I could to just get an X on the scorecard. I mean, if it was to trap a bird, if it was to maintain it, sustain it, you know, move mount shooting, anything I could do to get the X is what I would do. And so it's pretty funny. It's a real, you know, you have those memories in life that you just, you know, you can you can go right back to it, and like it's uh, like it was yesterday. But uh, there was a about a forty yard crosser, and back then a forty yard crosser was a you know. <laughs> it was a longer shot. Mm-hmm. You, uh, mm-hmm. Now it's, I guess, a pretty average deal. But back in, uh, back then, shooting this target, and I'm hitting it, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. And Dan's in my ear. You know, he, how he is, he's, he's right up there over your shoulder. And mm-hmm. He's like, hey, I want you to run with this bird, and then I want you to pull away at the end. All right, well, you know, the next shot, you know, I get out there about six feet in front of it, and I just kind of just whack it. Yeah, I didn't do anything that he was telling me to do. And I'm hitting it, and I'm hitting it, and I'm hitting it. And about the fourth time, I did I did what I normally do. I, basically, I wasn't listening to him. He grabbed me by, he grabbed me by the neck. and I mean, because you know, he is a family friend. I mean, he's, he's like an uh-huh. uncle. Sure. Sure. He grabbed me by the neck and said, hey, boy, you don't listen to me one more time. I'm going to stick my foot completely up your butt. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> okay, so uh, at that point, okay. Yeah, he got my attention real quick, and at that point is where I really learned what it takes to to be a consistent shot. You know, there is a there's fundamentals, there's techniques, there's there's everything that goes along with any other sport. 
if you look at basketball players, baseball players, there's all basic fundamentals, and that's really what Dan just kind of hammers into you. But he's one of the few that can take you from basic fundamentals all the way to what it takes to win a world championship. Sure. So, well, it, 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 and I mean, look, you know, we want to talk about that. You could, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you because we're up on a break, Corey, and, and when we come back, I want to I want to. Mm-hmm. Keep going on that because, you know, there is a method to that madness. And that is the one thing that uh, <clears throat> that a lot of shooters can really learn from, uh, you know, from you here today is a little bit about that madness because, uh, you know, there, there, there are reasons that that man was talking in your ear the way that he was. So when, when we come back, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back with Corey Cruz right after these messages. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. That's Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. And back we are with Corey Cruz. And hey, guys, if you're a, um, a social media fanatic, by all means, check us out at, uh, on our website. We're, we're uh, building that thing and putting a lot of stuff in there we're going to be adding a lot of really cool videos and uh you know old tv shows that i've done all over the world and things like that uh wingandclayradio.com uh if you're a social media person twitter.com slash wingclaynation on facebook facebook.com slash wingandclayradio and then instagram it's Instagram.com slash Wing and Clay Radio. And boy, I really uh, invite you to come participate. Uh, we're going to be uh, you know, announcing some, some, some giveaways and promotions and things like that uh, tied to the website here in the near future. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy what we're doing. And before I get back to Corey, real quick, I want you to know uh, this segment's going to be brought to you by my good friends at Negrini Cases. Speaking of gun cases, you know, the hunting season is on us, and for a lot of us, that means traveling to hunt. Well, most of us have the gun case that our favorite bird gun or or clay gun came in, but it's really not a case for heavy travel, or it's not one you want to have thrown on and off of airplanes, I can promise you that. And that's where the greeny cases really shine. You know, for more than 35 years, they've been building the lightest and strongest TSA and international airline-approved gun cases on the market. They look great, they feature super double wall protection, and they're really lightweight to boot. So check them out. 
thegreenycases.com. If you see something that you like on that website and your purchase is $200 or more, dollars, just type Marty into the little promo code box there, and they will send you a Negrini waterproof shot shell case that'll hold 100 rounds of ammunition, and they'll pay for the shipping. Check them out, negrinicases.com. Now, let me get back to Corey, and boy, I, I, um, I am uh, just so excited to have you on here, Corey, because, you know, I, 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 knowing what you have, have gone through to get to this point, I mean, you even made a comment, uh, you know, on your website, and, and when we were talking, uh, you know, once you really got going, if you didn't win, you didn't get to play next week. I mean, you know, that was one of those deals you, you had to come up and you had to perform in order to, in order to make it. That was a big part of it. I mean, and, and you know, everybody has their own challenges, and you know, and for me, you know, at that age, it was uh, it was financial, and so um, it all works together for the good. You know, it whatever it might be that's holding you back, it just kind of makes you work a little bit harder. You know, everybody has their own challenges. So uh, I do remember that uh, Scott Grange, uh, he had got he had picked me up at a at a really early age shooting for Browning. And uh, one of the incentive programs that he had me on, if I had won a tournament that had anywhere between 100 shooters and 199, it was uh, if I had won that tournament, it would pay me $300. And that $300 plus, you know, there's not much shooting or there's not much money in the in the shooting industry. So uh, I thought it was pretty awesome that if I was to win a local tournament that might have 100 100 shooters at it, you know, that it you know, as a 15, 16 year old, you'd know, have $300 in his pocket was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Although I knew I needed to save that, you know, so I could, I could compete the next weekend. And I also needed to save that. So I had enough, you know, entry fee for the state championship for the, at the time it was the zone championship or the national championship or the U S mm-hmm. open. And not to say that my parents didn't help me because they definitely did, but it was always nice to have a little, little extra income to uh, kind of help support the habit as well. Just because you know, if you didn't win, then you're in the hole. So it, it also at the same time taught me a lot about finances at a really uh, young age too. So there's all kinds of goodies that were, you know, kind of trapped inside this, uh, this cool little journey in the shooting world. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, and, and having that driving force, uh, you know, money is money's a, a real driver in a lot of ways They make no mistake about that. And, and, and I, and I think, and I think that, you know, when you, when you look at that um, and you realize, Hey, you know, if I shoot well enough, I'm going to have this money and I can apply this money to something that I absolutely love. Now, the, the one thing that I do want to ask you, you know, once you got with Dan, um, how much practice did you get to do? I mean, because obviously you're learning a new, but you know, a new way to shoot, and and you're having to you're having to to make that my go-to. This is what I do. Way so, how how long did it take you to really get where you were completely comfortable with that? You know, it uh, it takes a while, Mr. Marty. It you know, anytime you learn something new, you know, you there, there's different stages of it, and I can I can be as general and I can be as you know detailed with this explanation as you want to really go. But, you know, for just your average wing shooter, you know, if, uh, if someone teaches you something new about how to hit a bird, you know, and uh, we'll go back to, to Dan as far as the insert, let's just, let's just say insert on the front edge, hold the front edge, and then pull away at the end. Okay, well, there's, that's, that's very, very general. But there's, you know, 10 steps in between just those three generic steps, you know, insert in the front edge, that's one. Control it, that's two. Pull away at the end, that's three. Well, just for step one, there's 10 chapters underneath that. There's 10 chapters under control the bird or run with it. Then there's another 10 chapters under pull away. You know, uh, what you do with your eyes, what you do with your feet, what you do with the gun, what you do with your body as far as, you know, matching the speed of the bird. So uh, it does take a long, long time. And after you know, 20 plus years of doing this, it's still a struggle to do it perfectly every time. Uh, although, you know, there's so many greats in the game and Dan has really perfected this. Uh, me and another one of his students that's one of my best friends in the whole world, Anthony Matteris, uh, we both trained under Dan. And at the same time that we were both having that, uh, that same technique, 
you know, etched in stone in our brains and subconscious reactions. You know, we've, uh, we've learned and kind of adapted a few different, uh, I wouldn't really call it cutting corners, but just kind of, uh, other ways, you know, there's, there's so many different successful ways of shooting that I think now, nowadays you have to be such a well-rounded shot. Um, you know, you have to know how to perfectly execute your base model, which, you know, for me and Anthony is Dan Carlisle's method. But at the same time, you know, you look at some of the other guys, you know, that have move mount, shoot, uh, 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 sustain lead, maintain lead, uh, swing through, uh, whatever, you know, trapping the shot, you know, all that sort of, you'd really need to be a student of the game and learn how to execute every method perfectly. So no matter what the shot is that's thrown at you, whatever, you know, the target setter asks of you to, to do or uh, whatever it's going to take to hit that next pair or to hit that bird in the field, uh, it just kind of comes natural to you. Does that make any sense to you as far as, you know, you just oh, need absolutely. to know it all. No, no, absolutely. And, you know, well, and here's love. the thing. I mean, you, you know, you, you've got to trust what you're doing. And that is a, that's such a big part of it. And, you know, and, and, and let me let me take this and, and talk about the championship that you just recently won. I mean, I, I had the, uh, uh, had the, the, the opportunity to, to, uh, wasn't up there, but I, I, you know, I was here working at, in my office and, and somehow the, the super final was, uh, was, was being shown on Facebook. And I sat there and I watched that and, you know, and, and I, I read and are about how hard the targets were and, and things like that. So, you know, when you go to a big shoot like that, uh, Corey, how do you how do you how, you know how do you how do you prepare for that when you walk out there and you and, and all of a sudden you look at it and you say holy crap these birds are going to be hard this is, I mean this is you know because you don't always know I mean you you know you you don't know at what to expect from one shoot to the next what the target presentation difficulty is going to be so you know how do you, how do you how do you prepare for that kind of stuff. Oh man, I could, uh, I mean, you know, imagine you're that little kid and you're shooting free throws and you're learning to shoot free throws. And, you know, since the very first time you ever shot a basketball on the hoop, you're thinking, you know, for the championship right here, here we go. You know, for that, I've trained for that moment, my, you know, for 20 years, you know, to me, I, uh, I've actually been in, in that position before and, and got a little bit too tight and it didn't work out. But uh, for this one, I mean, it was just all smiles. I mean, uh, controlled focus to where it didn't really matter what was going on. I knew my timing was there. I knew that um, the gun was, you know, every, you know, everything was clicking on all cylinders. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I really didn't really, I didn't have any fear for whatever they could throw because if, I knew if it was hittable with a uh, 12-gauge, you know, uh, Aguila shotgun shell that, you know, I wasn't going to kill it. I I, I kind of had that much confidence going into that super final. I wasn't really, you know, scared of anything. Um, I had trained for that moment my entire life. You know, uh, so I really wasn't that nervous. Now, don't get me wrong, in between when you have time to think, in between stands, you know, we have three pegs in that super final over 25 targets. Uh, in between stands, yeah, you have plenty of time to sit there and think about it. But over... These past, uh, you know, two decades, there's such a wealth of knowledge that's just come from, from so many different people. And, you know, again, I can't say enough praise about Dan Carlisle because, I mean, he is my base. Uh, mm-hmm. at the same time, Anthony Mattery. So, I mean, that's, that's my buddy that, you know, we've studied the game together. At the same time that there's Anthony, my buddy Greg Wolf, you know, and he's just got more natural talent, more raw talent than anyone has ever seen on this. I mean, the dude could pick up a golf club that he's never touched before and hit the ball straight 300 yards. Uh, watching Greg shoots an absolute just, uh, man, I mean, it, it's it's incredible. The guy can do anything. But watching him and kind of studying what he does, and then whenever you talk to other guys like Henry Hopkins uh, uh, that are more on the psychological side and brain training side, mental game management side, Henry, he can basically scientifically show you how your brain works to help you develop the, the perfect pre-shot routine. So whenever you go back to those three stations uh, in the super final, 25 targets over three pegs, 
in between stations, you have plenty of time to kind of psych yourself out, get get tight, think about this. What if I miss? What if I win? What if I lose? All this you know junk that passes through your mind. Well, the whole purpose of a pre-shot routine is to be able to execute what you know subconsciously in the moment. It's take all this this uh, all this knowledge, all this whatever you want to call it, bottle it up into you know, all right, forget about it, call, pull, hit this next pair and get done with it until the next one comes out. And then you call, pull, and do it again. Pre-shot routine, execute it, call, pull, get the pair over with. Does that make any sense to you as far as how you Well, of course it does. Of course it does. And, and, and I, I was, was going to ask you, and, and I think you just you just pretty much answered it. I was going to ask you, you know, when, when, when all of that's taking place. Uh, were you a scoreboard watcher? You know, because everybody else is. You know, and that, that's the mm-hmm. that's really the scary part. You know, you look at that and say, "Oh my gosh!" You know, I've got to break this. I've got to break this many. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. But you know, my guess is that your answer to this is probably going to be, "Well, Mr. Marty, all I'm worried about is breaking the next target." And that's something that a lot of people really need to think about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the next target is the most important. I mean, but uh, it'd be a lie to. For me to say, you know, like if I didn't know how many I needed to hit in that last, you know, last station uh, to be able to still win, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, all that stuff is running through your mind. I mean, if it doesn't, uh, you know, more power to you, you know, but it does mind. Um, but there are certain ways that you can learn to kind of shut it, you know, shut the system down and uh train yourself to shoot as more of a reaction you know and i think that's what's so important and valuable about having a great instructor that can pound that stuff into you to where you can learn a pre-shot routine and be able to execute all those mechanics and fundamentals and everything you've learned over the years you know all by feel you know feel is is something that's uh not talked about enough because there's not many there's not a whole lot of guys that can uh understand it you know i'm Typically, well, I am a Carlisle shooter, but a lot of the times, sometimes I feel like just, you know, maintain it. If it's inside 30 yards and it's a kind of a gimme shot, I'm just going to, you know, hang on the front no- uh, on the front edge or the nose of the bird and just send it, you know, because that's what uh-huh. feels easier to me. You know, sometimes it feels easier to, you know, to pull away or, you know, as we call stretch away. I think uh, that's another point, not to jump off in the weeds, but, you know, pull away, you know, is a, uh, is a real early form method style of shooting you know uh i would say more of what dan tells you to do is more of a stretch away there's a lot of concentration on matching the speed of the bird so you know that moment kind of gives you a, uh an allotment of time that you can do certain things with your eyes with your body and whatnot and give yourself a uh a moment to kind of you know adjust if you mm-hmm. if needed not that you, you know, you're trained to where you don't need that moment to adjust, but you still have it anyway just because your eyes like it. So you can see the bird just a fraction better. And at that point, you know, it's more you train that pull away so many times because so it becomes more of a, a reaction, a subconscious uh-huh. reaction. So right. as my eye locks down on the bird, my gun kind of powers in front of the bird just enough so that, you know, I'm not I'm not doing anything uh negative you know as far as you know the gun slowing down or stopping which will make you miss behind you know i'm mm-hmm. not framing the picture i'm not really measuring the lead out i'm shooting with trust like you had said before so um man i'm all over the map my mind's running in so many different directions <laughs> no this, listen this is this is great information and in all honesty i mean you know it, we 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 could probably turn this into a two or three hour show with, with all of the information that you're giving. Unfortunately, we only Absolutely. have to we only get to do it for an hour, but uh, we're getting ready to come up on, an, on another break. And, and, and when we come back from the break, what I, what I want to do, I actually, uh, uh, you know, I'm one of those guys that, you know, I think I know what questions I ask and I don't always, always get it right. Uh, so I, I kind of go on some websites and, and ask some of the guys that are, that are talking, uh, talking clays to, uh, you know, jot me down a few questions. You know, what do what do you want to hear? What, uh, Mister? Okay, Mister. Audience, what do you actually want to hear? Well, I've got, I've got a couple of questions that I, I'm going to throw at you when we come back from this next break, and and uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll get some answers to those and and talk a little bit about the about the future and your preparation for the upcoming nationals, and um, you know, we'll uh, we'll wrap the show at that point. So, folks, stay tuned. Corey Cruz and I will be back right after these messages. 
Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, the boys have prepared a smorgasbord of outdoor pursuits. Joining us is Captain Todd Jones of Emerald Tales, Jill Gector with Cinch Jeans, the Kansas Catman Cat Daddy, Dean Capuano with Swarovski Optic Quest, and Gordon Whittington, Editor-in-Chief of North American Whitetail. The Revolution's smorgasbord of outdoor pursuits is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. Wingandclayradio at gmail.com That's wingandclayradio at gmail.com now, let's get back to this week's show. And back we are, and I'm here with my buddy, Corey Cruz. And, you know, I, I, I got to think about this. You know, whether you're a new shooter, a seasoned hunter, a clay target fanatic, whatever you are, you might want to do what Corey and I do and protect your hearing. And we do that with ESP. That's Electronic Shooters Protection. You know, these custom-molded digital plugs allow you to do a number of things. You can carry on a normal conversation. You can increase the frequency so that you can hear birds and animals while hunting like you've never heard them before. And then when the guns start going off, everything over 90 decibels is muted to protect your hearing. It's a great, great, great product. You know, I've been using ESPs exclusively for more than 20 years. That's more than two decades, guys. That's hard to believe. And I encourage you to give this product a look. Check them out, Electronic Shooters Protection www.espamerica.com. I think you'll you'll appreciate what you find there, and um, check out the stealth model. That's what I put in my ears, and they're absolutely fabulous. All right, let me get back to Corey. Um, Corey, we you know I, I, I you know I, I said earlier I've, I've got some some questions that some folks sent in, and, and I just want to throw them at you, and we'll. We'll kind of make these uh, fast and furious because we've got a few minutes to go, and we're going to cover a lot of stuff in those few minutes. Now, you shoot, um, you shoot uh, for Blosser now. You shoot a Blosser F3. I shoot a Blosser F16. Yes, absolutely sir. love, absolutely love those guns. And uh, and but Fine, you're sticking, yeah. you're sticking Aguila ammunition in it, and uh, yeah, you you typically shoot a one ounce load. Yes, sir. I uh, I'll shoot one ounce at basically every registered target I shoot at. You know, it's mandatory for feet task, but I like the I like that load so much uh, that I just shoot it at sporting. You know, you're allowed ounce and an eighth in sporting clays, but uh, in feet task, the uh, the rule is one ounce, and it's just I, I really haven't found myself handicapped by shooting one ounce. And I'm, you know, yes, uh, mathematically, I'm shooting an eighth of an ounce less of lead in the air. But uh, I feel that by recoil, um, I'm actually able to have a shorter recovery time and I'm able to shoot more, train better. I'm able to give my brain better feedback you know, as far as you know, sending the shot and watching the target break you know, versus what I get with an ounce and eighth. And overall, I'm just a big sissy nowadays. I don't like shooting an ounce and an eighth. That one ounce is easy on my neck. It's easy on my shoulder. 
And uh, I, I can hit anything that I'm capable of with that one ounce Aguila number eight shot. Well, you know, I've always I've always told guys, I said, you know, if you put the gun in the right spot, the target's going to break. The bird's going to fall. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, it, you know, that, that you know, and, and having less pellets and less recoil and all of that really, you know, the less recoil is a big plus. The, the, the fewer pellets is, is not a uh, not a deterrent if you've got the gun in the right spot. Now, what, what, what about chokes? I mean, you know, I mean. I, I, when I was getting into this game back in the in the late 80s, early 90s, everything was about chokes. Man, you'd step up to a station and everybody's, they're not even looking at the targets, but they're, they're screwing chokes in and out. So what, what does Corey Cruz do for chokes? Well, I've, uh, of everything that's out there on the market, I've decided now I'm lucky enough to, to shoot a rhino, rhino choke. It's a rhino extended choke. Uh, Rhino's out of, uh, I believe it's Williston, Florida. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the great company, it's a, it's a small mom and pop shop. So they, they do have incredible, you know, quality control. And, uh, you know, the, uh, I actually had Joe Morales, who's the founder of the company, custom build me some 17,000 chokes, which I basically use for 99.9%. He also makes another choke uh, called a Skeet 2, which is 8,000 constriction that uh, that every now and then I'll pull it out and you know, basically anything in a 30-yard uh, bubble within you know, where I'm at, um, it, uh, it'll crush. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's strange to, to see that. And it's really funny to to see uh, Greg and Anthony, Matt, Greg Wolf and Anthony Mattery, some of my great friends, uh, you know, see their reactions uh, whenever I, <laughs> I screw that skeet two choke in. Uh, actually, won the nationals a couple of years. Oh, well, I guess in 2012, I think it might have been. Uh-huh. And the last two days of the shoot, I shot that skeet two, and uh, I ran one. I'm, I basically missed one target on the main event out of the last two days shooting that skeet two at the nationals. Wow. So, I mean, if that tells you anything, how powerful that choke is. And that's also shooting a one-ounce load uh, and a number eight shot. At the time, it was uh, Game Board White Golds. But uh, now I'm shooting for, you know, for Aguila. And uh, they hit them, you know, just as hard or harder. So, mm-hmm. that eight thousandths is, uh, is pretty magical. But that seventeen thousandths choke is uh, it's pretty amazing. It's kind of my go-to. If I can't. If I can't crush it with that choke, I'm probably not going to hit it any anyway. You know, even if I put in a full for a clay target, I believe that you know, at the same time, Mr. Marty, I, I, there's a balance in everything, right? You know, when it, there's a balance between shooting a what you know what you get out of shooting a one ounce load versus a alpha and an eight. At the same time, there's a balance of what you get out of shooting a full choke or a cylinder choke. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, that seven that seventeen thousandth, if I can't hit it. With that choke, I ain't gonna hit it with uh, with anything else. You know what I mean? Well, uh, you know, and it, and it's a uh, confidence level. Uh, you know, and, and shooting is is so much about confidence. And and, and you know, an, another question that we got: what about the mental game? You know, everybody talks, and you kind of alluded to some of the mental here just a little while ago. And but but everybody is always asking, you know, ask all the instructors, they ask all the, the, the great shooters and all that. How do you, how do you control yourself mentally through 50 pairs of targets? You know, that, that can sometimes really be a challenge for a lot of folks. That's real simple. You just call Henry Hopkins, uh, the brain training company. <laughs> you Google him. Henry, Henry Hopkins, H-O-P-K-I-N. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Henry Hopkins. I just, you know, uh, got a Texas draw and I've always said Henry Hopkins. H O P K I N G. Call Henry. He'll uh, he'll straighten you out. But mm-hmm. I'll give you a, just a little taste of kind of what he's trained me to do. And simply put, and again, this isn't in any you know, fine detail, but uh, you basically find a way to trick yourself into just being a relaxed but calm focus. If you know someone's about to smack you, you know you that's that's kind of like you're sitting there waiting, but you're ready. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of the same attitude you carry into shooting a pair. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're alert. You're not, you're not, you're not wound up too tight. You're not freaking out or anything. Uh, but you're relaxed and focused. Now, you know, going into how do you get through the next pair? I mean, that's just the attitude that you can carry into it. That doesn't have really anything to do with your thought process. 
your thought process, that should have been done long ago on the training field. And like I was saying before with your pre-shot routine, whenever you embed those mechanics, you know, in your brain so deep that when you walk up to the station, it's basically a formula appears. I'm going to run with that one until there. And I'm going to, that's where I see it good. And I basically, uh, I find whenever I, I'll back up, whenever I walk up to the station, I'm going to find out where do I see the targets the best in that, uh, in that pair from there, I'll decide my hold points. I'll decide my visual pickup points. And, you know, from there, basically I'm, I'm filling in what X and Y and A and B and C is all in the formula. And so at that point, I've got the formula met, and I just execute it. Now, how do I execute it? You know, the same way all four times, well, I've trained that way as far as, you know, that pre-shot routine. It's the same thing every uh-huh. single time. Even whenever you don't feel like getting out and practicing and you just want to go kind of have a little bit of fun with your buddies and just go shoot around the sporting clays, well, you know, that's where I'm different. I'm going to go and I'm going to actually run that routine every single time. So whenever I get into a competitive atmosphere, it's still the exact same as if I'm practicing. You know, I'm, my feet are set. I feel it out. I see. I know where I see the birds good. I basically will visualize what I want to see in the break point. Visualize that. Visualize that. I'll dismount the gun, rotate back to my hold point, call pull. And then, you know, in a short term, I'll basically say this is actually some pretty valuable stuff. When I get into the station, I'll kind of go to the end of the movie. I'll visualize seeing the uh, you'll see in the action scene. I'll hit the rewind button back to my hold point. Call you'll hit the play button and just replay it. Boom! All uh-huh. right, there it is. And then basically load two more shells. Go to the end of the movie. Rewind. Play. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. And it, you know, and, and let's face it. I mean, English sporting is a game of repetition. You know, and 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 the, right. and the real question is, you know, if you know, it's one thing to break the pair the first time. Is it repetitive? You know, can you actually do it again and again and again? And what you've just explained is is what people really need to do because you know, you talk guys always talk about going out and practicing. Well, they're out there shooting with their buddies, keeping score. That's not practice. No, no. I mean, that's you know, that's that's you know, that's a. That's like a fight. You're doing anything you can to get the hit. If it's fundamentally incorrect and you base your practice on the score you shot, then you're practicing the wrong way because uh, it doesn't. I, I tell students too, if I'm out teaching, you know, if you're if you're here to just hit a bunch of targets today, you know that's not what it's about. I want to teach you how to practice because the majority of the time you're going to be spent with your buddies or you're going to be out you know, without me looking over your shoulder. So. You know, you need to learn how to do this on your own and kind of self self teach yourself, and it's all by feel. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I believe your know, consistency is a, a big part of that. Otherwise, they won't get that feel. Yeah, they won't feel if they're in front. They won't feel if they're behind. They don't feel if they're a little fast or slow or offline or whatever. You know, the million reasons might be that something went wrong. So that's why it's really important to have those fundamentals, that base. And having a good instructor, I mean, you know, again, it's great to know all the, uh, the end result. You want to know all these different styles and be able to execute them perfectly. But you do have to have a base. And, you know, mathematically, Carlisle's method is, is the best one out there. I mean, there's, there's, you look at uh, your statistics. It's the best one out there. Well, a lot of great shooters yeah, that use it, and that's uh, that's that's pretty much the case. Now, you, you, uh, you know, you do some teaching. You're 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 a family man. You've got a full time job. I mean, you've got a balanced family. You've got a balanced work. You've got a balanced shooting. Uh, you know, and that's tough to do. But <laughs> tell us, Corey, a little, a little bit. Uh, you know, how do how do people get in touch with uh, with Corey? Give me some of your social media stuff so that uh, that folks can can get in touch with you if they'd like to. Uh, Instagram. I'm, I'm still trying to figure this, uh, this, uh, social media stuff out. I'm, I stay a little quiet on there and, uh, every now and then I guess during hunting season, I'll get back on it. But either way, uh, I'm on Facebook, you know, you can find me just C-O-R-Y-K-R-U-S-E and you'll see, you know, I've got, I guess, an athlete page and a, uh, you know, and a personal page that I've had forever. Uh, Instagram is a really good one. I really like Instagram. There's less talk and a lot of a lot of cool pictures on there, and, and uh, I guess my tagline is at Corey Cruz shoot dot or uh, it's, I guess it's just at Corey Cruz shoot. My wife's really good with that stuff, so she kind of helps uh, coach me along on you know staying active on that. It's a it's the new way of 
of doing things and staying connected to the outside world. So I'm, I'm, if everybody can stay patient with me, I might not respond immediately, but I'm, I'm doing my best to get better at it. Then uh, reach out to me that way, and I'll, I'll likely end up connecting with you via email or text, and you know that, uh, you know, doing that, going forward in that direction. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I don't. I don't teach full time anymore. Uh, you know, my my big boy job is I work for a offshore workboat company called C and G Boats. I've got the best boss in the world. He, he he gives me a lot of freedom and flexibility. As long as I'm taking care of business, uh, things are good. He still allows me to travel and shoot and kind of keep up with this side of my life. But uh, at the same time, work and family come first. So. Uh, shooting is all secondary. So, you know, if there's time to do some lessons on the weekends here and there, doing a little bit of traveling, I I really try to do that. Um, But as far as dates going forward, I really don't have any set yet. But uh, feel free to reach out to me via Instagram or Facebook. And uh, if I'll definitely put you on the list. And, you know, the next dates that I release, hopefully would be in your area or an area that you could travel to. And we can connect that way. Hey, that's going to be great, buddy. Well, listen, we're up on time. Uh, you know, we're, we're you know, <laughs> time flies when you're having fun, and, and you have been a great guest with a huge amount <laughs> of information, does. Corey. I really, really appreciate it, buddy. I can't thank you enough. And and uh, folks, you know, uh, we'll keep you posted on uh, on on Corey and his success as, uh, as we go through the year. Uh, he's out swinging that Blosser F3, and and I can promise you, he'll be getting it done, folks. We are completely out of time. Again, Corey, thank you so much. And, folks, we will see you next time on Winging Clay Nation. Be safe, shoot well, and have fun. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. Please join Marty again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week's show, think safety first and good shooting.